You are now listening to the First Baptist Church of America's podcast. If you have any questions about our church, please check us out online at fbcamericas.org. This week we have a recording of our Christmas Eve service full of scripture and carols related to the birth of our Savior. Let's listen in. We welcome you tonight to this special service of carols and scripture reading as we remember what took place on that Christmas Eve so many years ago. During the last four Sundays, we've been lighting the candles of Advent. First Sunday was hope. Second Sunday was faith. Third Sunday was joy. This past Sunday was peace. Today we light the white center candle, which is the Christ candle, which represents the Christ child that was born on that Christmas Eve. We will follow the schedule as it's printed there with one change. The second hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, or Carol, will be special music by the Moats children, so you will not sing that, but the words are on the back. We'll only sing one verse of each carol, and the scripture readers will come up, so we're not going to announce each one. So just follow along as the service goes along. Thank you. O come all ye faithful, first verse. This is how the birth of Jesus came about. His mother Mary was, Mary was pledged, to be with, pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, 
Son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Son of God appear and rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Satan's tyranny from nets of hell thy people save and give them victory o'er the grave. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Come, thou key of David, come. And open wide our heavenly home. Make safe the way that leads on high. And close the path to misery. And rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. And rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to thee, O Israel. Shall come to thee, O In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quinius was governor of Caesarea, and everyone went to his own town to register. 
So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to, G to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. <coughs> wrapped him in cloths and placed him in the manger because there was no room for them in the inn. shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests.
When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So when they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child. And all was her who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them to her heart. The shepherds heard return glor glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. familiar with the story of Jesus' birth that's found in Luke's gospel. Matthew's recorded message is also familiar to many people. But you can also find many different prophecies throughout the Old Testament about the coming Messiah. Today I'm going to look at one of these passages found in Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 and 7. This may be familiar to you also. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. I want to look there at the end of verse 6 at those four phrases or titles that Isaiah said that the Christ child, the Messiah, would be called. First of all, he said, wonderful counselor. It's a little hard to think of a baby in a manger and think of a counselor, you know. We go through trials and difficulties and we don't envision going to a child in a manger for help. But that's exactly what Jesus was and is today. Because of sin in this world, we face trials. We face trials every day sometimes. Someone said that you're either in the midst of a trial, coming out of a time of trial, or fixing to go into a time of trial. Uh, Whatever your situation is now, 
Know that Jesus cares for you and he will be there for you. He is our wonderful counselor. Uh, he may use Christian friends, ministers, or earthly Christian counselors, but Jesus is the wonderful counselor that you can always depend upon. And so we can call on him. The second thing Isaiah says there is mighty God. That baby born in Bethlehem was and is still today the mighty God. There's nothing Jesus can't do. He's all-powerful and are capable of doing anything he chooses to do. We struggle sometimes with why doesn't he answer our prayers the way we want him to. He chooses what's best. Sometimes God allows us to go through, through a time of trial or difficulty so that we can grow closer to him. We learn that there are some things that we can't do on our own. God has to humble us to get our attention sometimes and to teach us to depend upon him. I think too often we feel we have everything under control. I can handle this. Uh, as Christians, we sometimes think we can handle the small things and we'll just call on God when there's something big, something major, a major crisis or problem. But we would be better served to daily walk with Jesus and seek his will for our lives. And the small things and the big things, no matter what the situation may be, to depend upon him. The third thing Isaiah says is he will be called everlasting father. When you think of everlasting, you might think of that commercial for the batteries in the pink rabbit, you know? Uh, Energizer claims that their batteries keep going and going and going. They insinuate that they'll never quit, but we know that isn't true. They may last longer than other brands, or they may not. I haven't done any scientific research, but but at some point, the batteries will fail. Jesus is our true everlasting Father. He never fails. He's never busy, and we can't reach Him. He never has to be recharged. He never stops loving us and caring for us. Jesus will always be there for us. Because of His death on the cross and the resurrection, we can have forgiveness of our sins and a home in heaven. Forever can sometimes be a difficult concept. In our human minds, we think of our life on a timeline. We're born, we, we grow up, we get out, our, out on our own, maybe we have children, we retire, and then finally we die. And it just seems like a natural progression in a timeline. There's a starting and there's an end. But as Christians, even after we die, we go to heaven and live forever with Christ. Death on this earth is not an ending. It's a beginning of a new life in heaven. And there is no ending date. What a glorious thing to look forward to. Seeing our loved ones that's gone on before us and worshiping Jesus forever. 
The fourth thing Isaiah says here is he will be called the prince of peace. In a world of war, destruction, and violence, how refreshing it is to know that Jesus is our prince of peace. That doesn't mean that we will not face wars, destruction, and violence. It does mean that we can depend upon him to see us through what we have to face on this earth. However, there is a day coming when war, destruction, and violence will be no more. At the second coming of Christ, he will set up a new heaven and a new earth. The devil and all of his demons will be thrown into the lake of fire where they will burn forever. Jesus will rule over this new heaven and new earth and peace will reign. He will be our prince of peace. But even now, Jesus brings peace to Christians as they face these difficult times on the earth. He gives us peace knowing that we can depend upon him to help us. So we're going to move into partaking of the Lord's Supper. As I mentioned in my sermon a few weeks ago, the manger and the birth of Christ is such a beautiful picture. But you also have to have the cross. If Jesus hadn't died and resurrected, it wouldn't mean anything. So as we partake of the Lord's Supper, remember that this is Christ's body that was broken for us on the cross. This represents his blood that was shed for us on the cross. I'm going to ask our deacons to move into place for the Lord's Supper, and I'll give you a few instructions. We'll start with the middle section and kind of split it right down the middle. If you'll go to the center aisle, come down, you'll tear off a little piece of the bread, dip it in the cup, and go ahead and eat it. When you finish, go to the wall and go around so we can flow easier. Once the center section's finished, then the two side sections do the same thing. Just come to the center down here and back up the side walls. So let's now prepare our hearts for the Lord's Supper. Go ahead and come.
If you will, please stand and have your candle ready. <clears throat> I'm going to light my candle from the Christ candle in the middle of the Advent wreath. I'm going to go down and light the... Thank you for listening. If you would like to know more about the Savior that we celebrate around Christmas, we would love to tell you about him. You can find our contact information on our website at fbcamericas.org or down in the show notes down below. And please stay tuned for more sermons.